Welcome to the Art of Adventure podcast. I'm your host, Mac Tegg. I'm an illustrator, and I created this podcast to get to know other artists who are creating fantasy and sci-fi artwork. Joining me today is Hodag of Hodag RPG. Uh, hello, everybody in Radioland, podcast world, etc. <laughs> so, first off, how old are you, and uh, how long... Have you been creating artwork for the fantasy scene? I am 35. I was born in 85. And I uh, was uh, started creating... Uh, I mean, I've been doing art basically my whole life, like, since I was about four. Sure. Uh, so, um, but, like, I... Uh, I guess, I, I, like, pretty much from the very beginning, like, I was, like, you know, drawing characters and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. That's not what you're asking, though, right? You're asking, like, when did I start actually doing, like, yeah. fantasy illustration stuff? Mm -hmm. um, I, the first time that I did anything like that, I had a friend in one of, my, one of the three high schools I went to uh, that uh, was creating a, a, a game, uh, a, a card game. And so he hired me, or hired, quote-unquote, to draw uh, cards for him, hmm. for the, the artwork for the cards. And that was sort of my first sort of foray into that. I see. Um, yeah, so, hmm. 2002, yeah. Okay, that's quite a while, especially in <laughs> nowadays. <laughs> On um, and off, um, a very uh, uh, extensive... Uh, layover in uh trying to break into sequential art which just mm. never worked out for me mm -hmm. so i decided that my first one of my first passions was fantasy illustration so i said okay when i, when I turned out 26 i was like okay it's <laughs> illustration time so 28 i should say yeah 2013 is when i started really just started looking at stuff uh as far as like you know doing fantasy illustration what piqued your interest uh, in fantasy? Because you said you'd been into it prior to um, getting your first card making gig. What, yeah, yeah. what kicked it off? For I you? started. I started. Well, I mean, I always loved like uh, my my mom got me into the Hobbit when I was a kid. Like I used to. I was like used to do Accelerated Reader, which was like you know the smart kid book club that uh, you could yeah. like earn points and stuff. And uh, one, one of the big, big point books that my mom brought home for me, because I was just like, all right, here's a list of all the books that I'm going to read, because they're all 900 points, you know, Little Women, and uh, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, and everything else. And one of the ones she brought home, she's like, oh, you're really going to like this one. It's called The Hobbit. And uh, it's a, an adventure story. And so I was like, oh, fantastic. Um, and uh, so I go and I read it. And I'm reading it, and I'm like, well, the, the the guy's head gets knocked off and goes down a rabbit hole, and that's how they invented golf. This is insane. <laughs> I love it. And that was kind of like my my first a deep a deep Hobbit cut for you. But that was like my my first like like thing of fantasy, and I was like, this is awesome. But my mom's a huge uh, a huge like uh, Anglophile like. She loves, like, uh, Great Britain stuff, mm -hmm. so it's, like, in, like, uh, UK and Ireland stuff, so I grew up with, like, uh, oh, gosh, I got it right here, the, there's, like, uh, uh, Brian Froud's fairy book, and 
Peter Hanning's The Irish Legends, mm. The Irish Leprechaun's Kingdom, rather, um, were like two books that I grew up with uh, that I just would read over and over and over again. And so I kind of like had sort of like a, uh, and then of course, uh, was it the, the Gnomes book, like David the Gnome? I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I love David the Gnome. It's kind of like one of those, yeah, I, I just like, I always gravitated towards fantasy stuff. Uh, more like, you know, traditional like myths and legends and stuff. And then mm. uh, that sort of all laid the, the framework for, uh, in 2000, I started playing D&D. Um, and I grew up in a pretty, uh, both my uh, parents that I was living with at the time, my mom and, or my, my dad and my stepmom at the time when I started playing D&D were like, oh, like, you know, it's, like, that's not good. It's, they were very conservative, very, mm -hmm. uh, and they kind of, like, were still in the sort of satanic panic mode. Yeah. My dad was pretty cool about it, though. He was like, yeah, I used to, like, play the dungeon board game back in the 70s and 80s, so <laughs> it's not, like, that big of a deal. Like, it's just, you know, wizards and knights and stuff. It's not, not too bad. Yeah. And so, uh, but uh, uh, they were pretty concerned about it. But um, when I started playing, I was just like, this is incredible. It's a video game, but you're not bound by anything and yeah. i pretty much started creating artwork nice right then and there yeah um, <laughs> so drawing your, my characters my friends characters uh did your family encourage your artistic exploration uh yeah yeah both both uh my i had uh my grandparent uh i had a grandparent my grandmother um really encouraged me early on when i was about four to like uh i was there's a, a famous family story where uh, I was uh, asking my grandma to draw Batman for me because mm -hmm. I was, you know, four years old and really wanted uh, my, my dad and my uncles who would draw. And they're, you know, the, they're more talented than someone would say, just like, you know, just off the street or whatever. Mm -hmm. But they're, you know, I, I surpassed them at a very early age. Mm -hmm. I'm a legend. What can I say? No, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, no, I asked my grandma to draw me Batman. And she's like, why don't you draw Batman? I said I don't know. I didn't know that I, I had that option, and so I drew a picture of Batman riding a motorcycle. And that was the first thing that I ever drew, um, and then uh, <laughs> things just progressed from there. But yeah, uh, both my my mom and my dad have always been super 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 supportive of my um, sort of artwork, uh, you know, and uh, I was encouraged early on. Is anyone else in your family artistic? Uh, you mentioned your dad and uncle. I have, uh, yeah, so I've got, uh, my siblings are music oriented. Hmm. And so they, and I'm, my, uh, uh, I have a brother that's really uh, uh, interested in art, and, and he actually married an artist. Uh, but, uh, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's one of those things where it's like, I'm, I'm, I'm the visual artist in the family. Ah, I gotcha. Did you go to school for art at all? No. <laughs> uh, all of this in only one semester of junior college. <laughs> I did attend, uh, three different high schools, like I said, though, so mm -hmm. I did take art. I had the ability to take art for most of that time, and, um... One of the high schools that I went to had a really, really, really nice, good art program. So, uh, uh, Mr. Van Dam, wherever you are, thank you for teaching me the basics of uh, composition. So. <laughs> <laughs> Please save the shout outs for the end. <laughs> yeah, all right. <laughs> Sounds good, man. Um, you, you seem to put out a lot of not just artwork, but general gaming content, like a lot, a lot. You know, I was looking through some of your other projects, like you 
you mentioned a moment ago that you just released something today. So I want to hear about that, but I also want to hear about a new project that you've recently released, The Necromancer's Tomb, something I had never seen before. What inspired you to make this diceless video game, I guess you could call it? <laughs> uh, yeah, diceless audio game, yeah, um, the, uh, uh, which also spells out DAG. It, it works out <laughs> to the, the, the dice adventure game and diceless audio game, so um, I'm on brand. Yeah. Uh, the uh, uh, that was actually inspired by I was listening to um, a podcast, a great podcast called um, uh, Thought Eater, and hmm. uh, I, I, have you ever talked to Froth at all from Thought not. Eater? Really nice person. And um, anyways, I was listening to an episode where he was talking to somebody that um, was like uh, 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 blind or unsighted or had less eyesight, mm -hmm. and they were talking about sort of like visibility. Um, issues in gaming where it's like a lot of times like um, and especially like that's what kind of prompted me to start like I'm not really uh, I'm kind of all over the map like mm -hmm. I have a high energy level as you you mentioned <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I do a lot of stuff and I say a lot of things um, but I, I've been trying to tag my um, tag my, my artwork with like visual descriptions because mm -hmm. um, I, I, I didn't know that you could add alt text and then oh, I was yeah. like because I always said alt and I was like what is that for and then um, so I found out about that and then I was thinking it like that conversation um, got me thinking about what would it be like to run something for and also I, I did have like a blind or an unsighted player I'm unsure of the actual terminology of like what's the best term uh, to use. Mm -hmm. um, but, like, the uh, uh, person had low visibility, I guess, and um, GMing for them was, like, an interesting, really interesting experience. Mm -hmm. um, and I was also thinking about, like, um, what, what would it be like to create something, uh, a way to play a game that was... Uh, you didn't have to roll dice, you didn't actually have to look at anything, you just play that audio uh, for someone who didn't you know, had, um, you know, it would be easy for them to play. It would be mm -hmm. easy for anyone to play. Yeah. You could play that game in the dark if you wanted to, <laughs> you know? And so, or, you know, whatever, you know, it's like there's a, there's a myriad of ways that you could enjoy uh, that game and, and it would make sense to enjoy that game. And so I thought, oh, that'd be like a really cool idea. And uh, nothing makes me more excited than like innovating something like where I'm like, oh man, this is, this is cool. So... Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I just like I, I got to thinking about it, and then I threw my hat over the wall, and then I did it. You also have several projects centering around the hyper trench, the hyper tundra, and the hyper terminal. They they just came to me sort of naturally in a dream. Yeah, of course they're, they're Star Wars. <laughs> uh, they, <laughs> um, I I love Star Wars. Uh, there's not much more to it than that. <laughs> I just thought it'd be fun, like, you know, and uh, I did put the disclaimer in there that it's sort of based on that, like, you know, that, like, Battle for the Stars or whatever, those, uh, those, like, it's like, uh, people just, you know, Star Wars comes out and then, like, there's not enough Star Wars for the general consumption, like, because mm. there's only just Star Wars at that point. And uh, so, or New Hope, I'm, I'm, I'm big, like, it's called A New Hope, they call it A New Hope now, that's what you call it. Uh, but anyways, <laughs> um, like, uh, Star Wars, uh, the franchise. And, uh, so, uh, but yeah, like, all that stuff when it was coming out where there was, like, dirt, that dirt of, like, everything science fiction got greenlit. Mm -hmm. And it was kind of like, 
this is not Star Wars, but it's still very fun. And but it's like, yeah, I just I'm a huge Star Wars person. So that was yeah, that was definitely definitely the 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 intent there. How did you come up with those locations? Uh, how do you make a Death Star that's not the Death Star? Uh, and I guess there's a there's a trench. Hyper <laughs> is a is a term that exists. I remember as a kid, there was like a the there was a big deal because uh, they built a hyper Walmart in my area, like hyper, and I was like, that is a really weird thing to name something. And so I guess maybe that was rolling around in the back of my head, but yeah, hyper trench. I guess like, you know, it's like oh okay, like you know, um, there's also that Escape from the Death Star board game, not the original, but like when I was growing up, we had a uh, uh, my brother one year for his birthday got a uh, Escape from the Death Star like had the Kenner Power of the Force two action figures in it, and I was like, oh, this is, like, a really cool idea, like, a, just a really neat um, sort of a thing, and so I guess maybe that was, like, kind of a, a thing, but it was something that, like, you know, I, I've been kind of reworking and reworking and reworking um, my Space's End idea, which is where all the aliens and everything else I just repurposed from hmm. other uh, sort of sci-fi projects that I had been working on, and so it was, like, um, you know, all of the, throughout the, the system, it's all, all of the playable characters are sort of like one, one recreations of, uh, the Kenner action figure line from the eighties that, you know, I grew up in the, the, obviously growing up in 85, you know, by the, I didn't see a new star Wars action figure on the peg until I was 10 years old. Mm-hmm. So I was just playing with buckets of, you know, guys as we call them in the, uh, in the Midwest. <laughs> Uh, yeah. But just little buckets of plastic guys that you you know you had them you know yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, at your 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 cousin's house your friend's house or wherever you know so uh, but yeah that's the uh, that's where, where where kind of that all came from. Um, are you from Wisconsin? Yes. Uh-huh. I knew it. Yeah, <laughs> which would make sense. Hodag, are you from Wisconsin? <laughs> I am indeed. I don't I don't live there now, but I uh, I did. Uh, I did live there uh, for, you know, large swaths of my life, and it was born there. So. so you've seen the famous Hodag statue? No, never. I've never been to Rhinelander. <laughs> Not a single time, which is wow. like, it's a dream of mine to go. <laughs> uh, we were going to go um, on the, the trip. I was going to go to Gary Con in 2020, uh, rather, early 2020. And, uh, like, no joke, like, it was scheduled, like, like three weeks into the beginning of the pandemic mm-hmm. uh-huh. they're like yeah we're just gonna have to cancel and i never got to go and then um you know it's just one of those things where uh you know in the far off future it's really pandemic uh, <laughs> hopefully maybe i don't know i'm fully vaxxed now so we're i'm i'm ready to go but the uh uh yeah it's the it's the uh i'm still doing all the, the good stuff social distancing masking everything like that yeah um, but, uh, anyways, yeah, it's the, uh, uh, I never got to, I never got a chance to go. It was taken away from me. Um, so yeah, no, I, I, I would love to go though. Someday there will be a picture of me. Uh, maybe I'll finally do a face reveal. It's not true. <laughs> I, I'm all around the internet. It's just like one of those things where it's like, just, uh, I don't know why I'm so like, oh, like, you know, but I just, I don't do a lot of stuff. I don't know. I, I guess it's just nice to have privacy. Yeah. Anyways. Maybe maybe someday you'll see a picture of me. <laughs> so tell me about Dagmail. Um, obviously, it's inspired by Chainmail. Uh, but this is uh, a stupid idea I had. <laughs> <laughs> I 
<laughs> my uh, friends that are all into Warhammer, and you know, uh, I was like, oh, Warhammer's really neat. They show me all their little plastic pieces, and I used to collect hero clicks. I get it, but mm-hmm. you know, it's like one of those things where it's like, uh, you know, I was like, and how much is this army? And they're like, well, this is close to a thousand dollars, and I'm like, I don't have. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I was like, what would it be? What would it look like to do something where everybody that I know, for the most part, you can go to the dollar store and get a chest, set, mm-hmm. you know. So I think that, like, uh, you know, that was something that I really wanted to do. I couldn't pass that. Like, I was just walking around, and I thought, oh man, like I was thinking, I was literally for a walk, and <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, I was like, that would be too, too silly to not do. So I, I definitely did it. And I appreciate all the ways that you're trying to kind of reinvent how these games can be played. So thanks. <laughs> <laughs> how do you describe your artwork in your own words? Hashtag-esque. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I was scrolling through instagram and i saw your artwork and i was like i didn't draw that <laughs> and it was um not i'm not i'm absolutely overjoyed uh that your artwork this is this is a decide you can cut it if you want but um i i was like i i saw your artwork and i was like i didn't do that that's exactly my taste because mm-hmm. i draw what i like and yeah. i was like holy cats and pajamas someone else is like following the same path that I am and doing it better digitally. But like, <laughs> you know, one of those things where it's like, it's like, this is incredible. Um, what was the question originally? Um, how, how would you describe your artwork in your own words? Uh, I, I don't know. Black and white. <laughs> <laughs> I do line art, man. I don't know. Um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I, I, I like, I like stuff. Like a lot of my influences are like, uh, Hal Foster for the, with the Prince Valiant comics. Um, obviously, mm-hmm. like, no, nowhere close. I was trying to get really close to Hal Foster. Uh, and then I was uh, kind of going down that path. And then the more and more I was thinking about it, I started developing, like, like my thick line style that I used in, like, Rangers of the Middenvale. Mm-hmm. And um, that comes from Justine Mara Anderson, um, who's a wonderful illustrator. She's absolutely the best and uh she did uh a three ebook called the hero builders guide i'm looking at it right now and the hero builders guide was like has these just wonderful black and white illustrations they're just like spot pieces and basically the idea for that is that it takes you through all the different possible combinations of the third edition D like so like dwarven wizard uh halfling uh uh ranger uh whatever and it's but there's just these beautiful black and white illustrations and they're done in a really like sort of like heavy line style Mm -hmm. um obviously her work is a little bit more sharp than mine is Mm -hmm. um but like it's just those those things really inspired me in like my first like year year and a half of playing D D. And that really, like, uh, really settled with me. Um, and so I started developing more of a thick line style now that, like, so I, I switch back and forth. Hmm. My artwork is, I would say, very classic, maybe. 
ish. Yeah. But you know, I don't know. I love those like really like I don't like the goofy illustrations that they did in like I think like the Dungeon Master's Guide or whatever, where it's like, damn, I think the barbarian's mad, and like there's like I I hate those. There's like there's one that's like there's like, these cartoon people that look ziggy and they're like dressed up like mouse and they're gonna go into like. Uh, like a rat cult or something, uh-huh. I, I, I just completely breaks immersion. I yeah. don't like it. Mm. I did not like it. But um, the, uh, <laughs> but like the other stuff where it's like you know goofy looking, like cleric is like walking down the thing, or like they're split. The classic, they're splitting up treasure picture. I, I don't know. I love that kind of stuff where it's like, just I don't know. People uh, trying to—they didn't know what the visual style of D and D was, yeah. so they just started lifting stuff from comics. And it's like I—I I lift stuff from comics all the time. <laughs> so, uh, so like you know, sometimes I'll actually go through my very large comic book collection that I'm actually sort of paring down right now, and I'll—I'll I'll look through older comics for sort of inspiration because you know they used to just lift stuff wholesale from Doctor Strange comics, you yeah. know, old like. Uh, Thor and uh, Conan comics, they just like go through and be like, okay, well, this guy looks cool or whatever, and then they'd like change it enough, right? Mm-hmm. Like, wink, wink, yeah. change it enough <laughs> to where it's totally fine. But, you know, uh, that's, yeah, so I, I, I don't know. That wasn't what you asked, but that's the answer that I gave. <laughs> Can you walk us through your uh, process when you create a piece? I, I would love to. I, I actually can't. Um, I kind of go into uh, sort of art mode, and then stuff just kind of pours out. Uh, you unzipped me! I'm spilling out! Uh, no, it's <laughs> it's uh, little always sunny in Philadelphia. Right? Oh, yeah. Um, a- anyways, uh, <laughs> I'm like that uh, little talking cartoon uh, 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 TV from uh, uh, Reboot, the old Reboot mm. series, oh, yeah. where it was just like constantly playing clips of things. Uh, <laughs> probably get something diagnosed here. But anyways, <laughs> the, uh, uh, the yeah, it's, it's, it's one of those things where it's just like, uh, I, I can't really, I don't really have a process. Things just mm. happen, or they don't. Uh-huh. Uh, so I just, that's just kind of the way it works. I, I'm sorry, that's not a very good answer, but <laughs> it's unfortunately, it's the truth. Sure. I just kind of uh tap into the speed force and go <laughs> um yeah i mean you mentioned earlier or i mean not vocally but uh in the discord group that you don't sketch at all you don't sketch at all or you don't sketch no, your pieces that's not, that's not true i do sketch sometimes if it's something important mm. if it's something that i don't have a good like i'm like Ugh, i am not good at horses which is true horses uh, you're an artist, you know. Yeah. Horses, cars, uh, city layouts, mm-hmm. which as time has gone on, I've just decided that I'm not even going to worry about it anymore. If the buildings look weird, that's their problem. Uh-huh. I'm not worrying about it. I'm, and that's also what got me out of uh, uh, drawing sequential art mm-hmm. was, or trying to draw sequential art was, I never want to draw another, like, unless I'm doing it for me, I never want to draw a cityscape, I never want to draw a car that I don't have to, that I'm not designing and making from new. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, no, it's, uh, I do sketch sometimes, and a lot of times I will do that, like, uh, how to draw comics the Marvel way, yeah. where you, like, sketch out the, um, uh, uh, like, the, you know, skeletal framework of mm-hmm. the the character and then i'll go over but for the most part i i have now in the last 10-ish years decided that i'm just going to i just taught myself 
how to draw freehand. And it's things like wonky or silly. That's, you know, also, again, not my problem anymore. I've decided that I'm done with it. Yes. Yeah. So... <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Attention, new artists. How to draw comics the Marvel way is a godsend. <laughs> Indispensable. Yeah, like, I so just, good. I cannot... Whenever somebody's like, oh, I, my, my, you know, child is looking to get into uh, artwork, or I've, I've always wanted to draw, but I never knew. It's how to draw comics the Marvel way. Yeah. Literally, it tells you how to draw everything that you would ever need to know, and it's a great jumping off point. Yeah. Uh, when I was learning how to draw, I also went through a, uh, <laughs> 2002, I went through a manga phase, mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> which I never was really big into. I mean, I watched a lot of, like, Dragon Ball Z and flcl uh you know yeah. in that time period try again but like you know uh just ah, oh my gosh um i have i i bought an flcl shirt for myself the uh the uh, mac tag brought up a mug that was an flcl mug this is incredible this is the best day of my life i didn't even know they made such a thing but um anyways uh so uh yeah so i i went through a manga phase and i bought a bunch of christopher hart books i don't know if you're ever familiar with the Christopher Hart series, uh, no. but uh, he's, I don't, I, I, I don't know if he's a controversial person or anything. I do know that his, I, I gleaned very little from his books, um, other than how to draw, like, uh, some of the hand techniques that he did mm-hmm. in one of his books helped mm-hmm. me a little, but, like, I was like, I was like, oh, this is, I'm going to grow by leaps and bounds by getting another book uh, other than how to draw comics in Marvel Life. <laughs> uh-huh. no. It's just how to draw comics the Marvel way. I don't know. Yeah. Rune Hogarth and Andrew Loomis and, um, you know, I don't know. I grew up reading comics, obviously, so, like, Alex Ross was, like, mm-hmm. the hyper-realistic stuff I was, like, pretty excited about. Yeah, but definitely. then also, like, as I get older, I'm kind of like, yeah, that's, like, that's actually really, really cool. Um, and I also, but, like, I guess my, my, like, tastes are running a little bit more towards, like, I don't know, Rankin-Bass the Hobbit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, where yeah. it's like, I don't dislike cartoony stuff, but also I kind of like, I guess there's just like a lot of things at play. I, I, I would say my art style runs, you know, and also I read like a lot of like, growing up I was always like, oh, Golden Age comics. So I've read like a lot of like those really weird, like Nidor or like, uh, you know, I don't know, I'm a DC guy. So, you know, uh, uh, any, but I'll read any... Uh, I just love superheroes. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so it's like one of those things where it's like, but like, you know, Martin O'Dell and uh, all of the, uh, uh, I'm trying to think of the other sort of golden age stuff. I mean, you know, but I have, I have Dick Sprang, uh, Kurt Schaffenberger. Kurt Schaffenberger is a, uh, a hero of mine. Um, did like all the Superman's girlfriend, Lois Lane comics. Mm, uh-huh. And um, he was just so, like, I, no disrespect to Kurt Swan, but like Kurt Schaffenberger's Superman was like, I don't know, better, uh, in my opinion. <laughs> Dick Boring, I don't know. <laughs> All those guys. <laughs> the Silver Age and Space Age comics, yeah. Besides comics and other fantasy titles, uh, what other media do you pull inspiration from? Science fiction. Um, I married a, a horror fan, so mm. I watch a lot of horror, horror stuff. So, um, but I don't do a lot of horror stuff, but I do think it kind of influences my sort of, I don't know if you've ever seen, like, you know, the grimy stuff and the, you know, kind of like, um, you know, it's it's never too, I, I try not to go too graphic with stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I was younger, you know, obviously, I 
keep mentioning comics, but like, you know, I grew up during the 90s, so it was kind of like the extreme era. So I'd just be like, oh, Spawn just ripped out that guy's spine, uh-huh. you know? And it was like, okay, well, you know, so uh, like gore, funny but gory, like some, sometimes stuff was like a, a thing that I experimented with. But now I, I just read more towards like, oh, that skeleton looks very grimy, mm-hmm. you know? Like I like those sort of like yucky, like, uh, you know, funky, goopy stuff, you yeah. know? Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. Uh, I just, you know, um, also I like grew up on a almost thousand acre farm. So you get a pretty mm-hmm. good handle about like, you know, just things in various states of living and dying, you yeah. know, and, and decay and, you know, um, you kind of like, that's a real reality living on a farm. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like, you know, you get to go, go to the cow graveyard that we had you know and uh <laughs> go check out the bones and stuff but yeah. um yeah i don't know um uh, i just i guess like lived experience and also like you know as far as like media consumption goes yeah i don't know I just genre stuff basically um i i, I like high adventure stuff um I like a lot of comedies too but yeah i don't know uh 80s 80s stuff yeah. uh been pretty much since the pandemic started i don't know if it's my brain just trying to go into like a reboot and safe mode or something like that but like uh, all i wanted to listen to is listen to like 80s music and (laughs) watch you know goofy 80s comedies uh you know so um did you ever read any of the uh, old uh, ec horror comics yes uh in fact uh i uh have most of the gem reprints from the 90s um and uh two or three of the volumes of uh yeah a couple of tales i like i like vault of horror the best Mm. um but we're big tales from the crypt people in my house so you know obviously (laughs) very familiar with that Mm. um i also have a lot of uh some some of the shock suspense stories and things like that and then um also uh whenever i see them i'll pick up horror comics right sale or yeah. uh, you know garage sale or something like that so we've got we've got quite a few uh, 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 you know horror comics and reprints and stuff like that um, heavy metal at all yeah uh, a little bit uh, the um, I, I only have like two issues I think I have one issue of 1984 one issue of heavy metal and awesome. then I've got like uh, one just called Dracula but like uh, and all of that stuff is just awesome like I just really like um, my tastes do kind of run a little bit less parallel to the sort of like British like the goofy sort of like mm. like I love the idea of like Warhammer fantasy uh-huh. stuff but like I don't like there's like a certain like um, cartooniness to it that I'm just not a big fan so it's like it's like I I can enjoy it on a very surface level, but yeah. it doesn't like influence me very much I because I just like I'm just like eh, I kind of like when orcs are like uh, the Lord of the Rings movies where they're like the uh, the Urukai and like that kind of stuff, and then like mm-hmm. the goblins are like you know kind of like wiry nightmarey. Mm-hmm. Like I don't like it when the orcs are like oh you might where's my fish and chips or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> Anyways. So, Sorry, British or listeners. like you know, like B movie, like uh, Doctor Who, and or you know, like doc, like Colin Baker's doctors, like you know, yeah. wrestling with one of the Warhammer orcs or something. So tell me about your project that you just released today. Kingdomites exclamation point of uh, Techno Skull Island also exclamation point, um, which is 
how I name all my stuff. Uh, but the, uh, yeah, so Kingdom Heights is a uh, Motu-inspired thing that's sort of... I, I, we played it, um, I've got a, a system that I'm sort of developing, I'm sort of developing with my home game group. Hmm. Um, and uh, so that's that's not ready for anything yet, but um, the, because uh, uh, like, when I'm doing my own system, I'm just like, okay, what if you plus and minus, like, three, but then you rolled two dice, and I'm not good at math at all, so, like, all of the math in my stuff is, like, wonky. It was a miracle that Escape worked out where someone was like, oh, wow, this is really interesting. Like, all the math checks out. And I was like, uh, uh, I was like, that is a miracle. What I've created here is some sort of divine providence, or providence, not provenance. I've been watching a lot of uh, Antiques Roadshow lately. Mm. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, but uh, <laughs> um, Kingdomites is uh, just like a Motu-inspired thing. It's just for you to, you know, basically it's just meant for you to bash your action figures together. Um, and, uh, yeah, also, it's, like, I I created it, and I was like, I have to get something done this week. I was like, so I just, like, pulled for something that was, like, most of my stuff is, like, easy stuff that I've already thought about for a few years or something mm-hmm. like that. And then I just, like, pour it out into the page, and then it's done, and it's out in the world. And so, um, but I realized, like I, like, I had to, like, go back and put on the front cover that there was, like, uh, like base the basics of like how to do D twenty like hmm. <laughs> rolling and stuff uh-huh. because I was just like I was like and I put like a big disclaimer in there and like uh, just a heads up this doesn't this uses polyhedral dice and also you should probably already know how to play a complex game before you play this very simple one but like uh, I just I don't know I I, I just I if if you know how to play like uh, a D twenty style game hmm. uh, but also in there too it's like. I, I kind of like the idea of creating something esoteric where it's like, here are rules. They are suggestions, but I'm not going to tell you, sit down and tell you, oh, you have to roll a d20 for this. You can figure that out for yourself at the table where you're, you know, kind of doing stuff. It, 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 in one way, I'm like, oh, that's like nice and whatever. But also, if I were trying to play that, I'd be like, I don't understand this and I would throw it away. <laughs> so it's for a very specific type of person that can like, is a go-getter and will like figure things out for themselves but yeah there's like a basic description of like here's kind of how it works you roll a d20 and then like the person running the game will probably have some experience in his pocket how how often do you put out uh new material Uh, i'm trying to do once a week this year um so last year I did this thing where I listened to 366 albums because it was a leap year, and uh, my the, the 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 only caveats I had in that were it had to have more than two songs, um, so I could listen to if it was something where it was a single I could listen to it, but it had to have at least two songs, um, so it had to be like released as like either would have been or was released as a single at some point with two songs on it. Um, and I tried to limit those, but obviously for makeup reasons, I had to use a lot of them to get ahead when I would fall behind. Um, and then um, I did that, and that was so much fun that I was like, oh, man, I want to do something that's like one a week. Like, I want to do something that's over the course of the year, every year or every week of the year, I have something to get done instead of like, you know, like, you know, each week making sure that I listen to seven albums. Mm. And so it was like, so it was kind of like, it was like, I can make stuff. And so I, <laughs> I was like, I was like, how would I even make like a little zine? And then um, I like, 
obviously I'd seen like you know a paper divided into three before, but mm-hmm. I didn't know that trifold was like a real thing. Like I, you know, I mean, like I'd never seen a game that was a trifold game oh, yeah. until I started making them. And then I was like, oh yeah, trifold. And I googled it and I was like, oh. And then like a lot of times I'll make something up. Mm-hmm. And then I'll like people are like, oh, this is that, and I'll like go look. And I'm like, oh, this is so cool. I didn't know that I was doing this. Um, so uh, I I played ignorance, Your Honor. I I did not I did not know uh, a lot about like you know I I don't know. I try to develop things first. Or like you know I'll hear like a term like point crawl, and mm-hmm. then I'll be like, okay, I can do that. Or like that's that's I think I know what that is. And then I'll make something and it's different, but and it's got my own sort of flavor in it. And then I'll, like, like look it up, like, what point probably is after I make the thing. And they're like, oh, I was close. So, um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I just, I'm just having fun. Like, this is just all for fun. All my stuff's for free. Yeah. Um, it's just, you know, for, just for fun. Do you have next week's project in mind? Oh, I don't. I barely did this week's at time. <laughs> um, I've got about five that are half done, so mm-hmm. I might complete one of those um but like every time i make something i it's either like i go through a mode where i'm like yes this is going to be like the best and i'm very excited about it Mm. or i'll be like making it like uh this just isn't what i'm feeling right now Uh and so i'll kind of like stash it away for later so you know but like uh there's more hyper trench stuff coming obviously like people really respond well to that um i created a a a uh, sort of polyhedral dice system called B2021, um, which just to have a basis. And also I did that as a, as a necessity because some weeks I'm going to be more busy. Like this week I'm going to be more busy. Yeah. So I can just make a cover for it. So like Out from the Glens was the first one that I released with it. Mm-hmm. Out from the Glens is how to play Burrowers, which are just halflings in my setting or like my sort of, you know, thing that I've created, um, which is a Dexter's reference or a, Dexter's reference. Dexter's Laboratory reference. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, the classic, the, the classic D&D episode. Yeah, I, I didn't want to be a first with the burrower. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I was like, as a, as a kid, I was like, they're playing the game that I like on the TV, and it's Dexter and his friends. So anyway, so th- that's where burrowers come from. Please don't sue me, Jenny Tarnowski, <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, that um, episode is actually like a huge um, inspiration to like how I think about how all this stuff should look. Yeah, 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 yes. Because like I, I mean, love the, the, the motorcycle color. at the end where Dee Dee gives the the paladin a motorcycle and the projection <laughs> and the assistant. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I love how everything not, is like color coded. Have you seen some of your artwork? That's very not surprising to me. <laughs> so very cool that we share some of the same DNA as far as oh, we uh, a lot. Uh, that goes. But yeah, <laughs> that's D and Dee Dee is the name of the episode. Mm, it's yep. Wonderful. Yeah. Um, so, or segment, I should say. I don't uh-huh. know the actual episode. But, uh, yeah, I, I just, I kind of do, uh, that's the reason I made that. So, it's kind of one of those things where it's kind of like, kind of what I feel like doing. And, you know, I've got some more experimental stuff coming up, kind of. I, I don't know how much farther I can, I, I'm not, I, in the beginning, I'm not very, but like, you know, like the audio dag, that came together over the course of an hour. Oh, wow. Like, it was rolling around in the back of my head, and then I just sat down and recorded it, and nice. then it was done. Um, and then I re-recorded it one day later, because the audio quality was absolute, just, but, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> uh, and I changed some stuff, and it didn't have a, it originally had a gold system, 
or you're keeping track of mm. gold pieces and that was just not i just cut that out because i was like this thing's too long it needs to be like 15 minutes yeah. because i'm not going to sit down and like hold my hand up for an hour um <laughs> <laughs> do you have anyone uh, you'd like to shout out definitely the thought eater podcast um froth is uh, an exceptional human being um also, uh, I've been kind of helping out behind the scenes of uh, DDG Pod, the Dungeon Designers Guild Pod. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, uh, my friend Stephen Leviathan is doing a podcast where he goes back and like interviews. Like I don't know, he just talked to Mark Miller, the guy that made Traveler. He talked to uh, Christian Mirschen, I think is the guy's name from uh, White Hat. Um, so he's like going through and like talking to that stuff and I've kind of been helping out a little bit with that. Um, as far as like actual people that you should be following, um, there's just always so many, it's like the follow Friday thing. And then you're like trying to think about like, <laughs> there's just so many people doing exciting things. I don't know. Um, uh, but yeah, uh, as far as like, uh, art and artist goes, I should have had something prepared, but I absolutely don't. My mind's just blanking right now. So I apologize. There's absolutely just, a, pretty much everybody perplexing ruins, uh, is great. Uh, LF OSR is great. Uh, subterranean ocean survey on Instagram. They're not on Twitter. Uh, great. Uh, <laughs> I reserve the right to record audio later and send it to you. <laughs> here are a list of things that you should, is a list of people that you should absolutely be doing. But yeah, for right now, it's just, uh, I'm just trying to think of <laughs> you know, people's art. Uh, Frankie Breakbone, I guess, would be another one. Um, but you created the new OSR art subreddit, right? Yeah, uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was me. Um, well, thank you for that. I mean, that's certainly how I got, how I got, I got involved. I tired of posting my stuff and I went there and be like, I don't know if this fits. I just wanted to show you the picture of the goblin I drew. <laughs> yeah. And then they were like, uh, yeah, uh, okay. Like, they were, like, really nice about it. Mm. Um, but, like, you know, always very exciting and got me sort of, you know, I only came into the OSR, NSR, OSAR, DIY RPG uh, there's just a trillion names for it. Mm. Um, but like, uh, uh, yeah, like that sort of scene about a year ago. Cause I was like, like, Oh yeah. Like black and white art. Let's like OSR. And I was like, okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, I've never played a game of OSE. I've never played a game of BX. I just play by posted my first one EAD and D I started with two E, but like mm. I just, uh, for one game and then we switched to three cause it was the year 2000. But, like, uh, the, like, I didn't know that there was, like, this big, like, group of artists doing stuff like we're doing. Yeah. And I just came into it. And then, like, I saw that there was a space. But there's no space, really, to, to post stuff. And then I made it just for fun. Just because, like, I didn't want to keep posting. I didn't want to keep picking up room elsewhere. So that's that's the origin of that. It's very simple. Nice. Well, it's pretty much how I got started, so uh, I really appreciate it. What, really? Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. That's cool. I'll, I'll have to tell you my story off, off air. Okay, sounds good. So I just wanted to thank you for, for coming on the show today. Um, let the audience know where they can find your stuff. Sure. Uh, best place is probably Instagram. Uh, Instagram.com backslash RPG, all one word. Uh, I am on Twitter occasionally uh probably too much and it's uh at hodag 
and then underscore RPG. Um, you can always shoot me an email at uh, hodagrpg at gmail.com. I think I've probably written that about 9,000 times since I started my project. Um, and then also, if you enjoy my stuff, all my stuff's for free. Um, there's always a suggestion if you want to throw, if you're like, I want to monetarily support you. Um, all this stuff is done through charity, so various charities that are listed. And if I can't think of a good one or there's not one that fits thematically, uh, it's just always your local food bank. So mm, okay. do that. But like I, when I started the project, I was like, this has to be free. It has to be like, I'm not doing this for, I'm doing this for me. And then people are coming along with it. So, but I was also like, oh, but I could also do some good. So, like, the first one I did was, like, Last Prisoner Project and, you know, Brussels Griffon Rescue for the Ewok one, obviously. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I have in Brussels, so um, I also have a bunch of other, uh, uh, we adopt senior short-nosed dogs mm-hmm. uh, pretty much exclusively mm-hmm. just to kind of give them, like, a doggy retirement home type thing. And wow. so that's, that's the reason nice. we have too many of them. Uh, but like, <laughs> these are bad situations. But anyways, yeah. So it's like it's all it's all uh, charity focused. Nice. Well, that uh, that's pretty impressive, and uh, I think uh, a lot of people can take a lesson from that. Doing doing good feels good and is good. Yeah, um, definitely. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, thanks again for joining us and. To all you out there in radio land, um, thanks for listening, and uh, have a good night. And you too, Hodag. Thanks for having me on. My pleasure. (laughs) If you'd like to follow the show on social media, check out theartofadventurecast.com. And if you'd like to see some of my artwork, check out mactag.com. This has been the Art of Adventure podcast. Thank you for listening. the question uh i don't remember <laughs> <laughs> um.